We got five burning questions for the Miami Hurricanes heading into the 2023 football season. You are Locked On Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listen. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Let's bring on very good friend of the program. He's my colleague at allhurricanes.com. I caught him mid-sip there on the coffee mug. <laughs> He's my colleague at All Hurricanes. He's also the recruiting expert here on the Locked On Network. I want to talk not only some recruiting on this episode because we have decisions coming up this week for Miami targets, Jaden Jackson on the defensive line and Caleb Odom, tight end slash wide receiver. Those decisions are coming in the next few days. But I wanted to get Brian's take on something he wrote this week at All Hurricanes. Brian, good morning. How are you? Doing well, sir. How about yourself? I'm doing very well, and I'm excited because we're, I think, now 51 days from the Hurricanes opening up it's crazy. the 2023 season. Yeah, which is a great time to raise some burning questions. And Brian put Let's five of those out there at allhurricanes.com. And my number one is your number one. Uh, I think this is a great question you raised. <laughs> Will Mario Cristobal openly and consistently promote a game plan that throws the football all over the field? Because that, that's not really been in his DNA to this point, Brian. Yet he did go out there and get an air raid offensive coordinator. Uh, and, you know, Miami's trying to land a bunch of, you know, five-star and four-star wide receivers in this cycle. So you've got to show these guys that you're going to chuck it downfield. I think it really depends on the game plan for game to game. And there's certain times where running the ball is fine, but Dawson has openly admitted that he will adapt to his talent. So, and Lord only knows Miami doesn't have a hard time getting the fast receivers never have. And that's not been a problem recently either. You know, guys like X, if X doesn't catch, you know, barring injury 60 plus passes this year, I would be surprised. I mean, Restrepo is really good. Colby might get some double teams and all that, but they can throw the ball down the field and then the offensive line's a lot better. They'll have more pass protection. They should be able to throw the ball. I just wonder when they play really good teams, and this is what this was about more than anything else, Clemson, Florida State, et cetera. When you're in a close game, he's a conservative guy. I, I, I couldn't stand the, the play calling in the Texas A&M game last year. Hated it. And I know Miami fans weren't real friendly with it either. That's just not going to work when you're playing these teams. If you look at the playoffs, even Georgia – has, I mean, and he's exactly like Mario. I mean, Kirby does not like throwing the ball. What they do? They threw it. Yeah. They hadn't. They wouldn't even got out of the semifinal game. You have to be open-minded about throwing the ball. So you got to prove it to me. I'm a glass half empty guy, but the coordinator fits the profile. Like you said, air raid, and he's got the personnel. He's got a senior quarterback, an experienced offensive line. Let's see what they do in the big games. Well, and you put on your recruiting analyst hat on as well. And you think about, you know, Miami wants JoJo Trader to come to oh, Miami. Yeah. Like you've got to, you got to throw. I mean, I know that you you can't be designing your game plan to appeal to recruits. I know that's not how this works, but at the same time, that is something that a lot of these receivers are looking to see. If you don't throw the ball, wide receivers aren't coming. Yeah, the conversation begins and ends. Okay. They are see it first than I do kind of people. That's across the country, not just South Florida kids. Miami's not getting elite receivers by and large until it's proven on the field. There is no shortcut there. 
So yeah, you're you're 100 correct. You know, your second burning question is how will the defense adapt to Lance Guidry's defensive scheme, including the ability to not have coverage busts like in 2022. I mean, I look at you know DJ Ivy was drafted despite you know being the guy who received fan criticism for a lot of those coverage busts last year. Tyreek Stevenson, same thing. Uh, I, I don't feel like um, Kevin Steele really connected with Miami's defensive backs the right way. I, I, some of those coverages, I'm sure, were on personnel. Others were on you know, coaching and communication. Um, so how do you expect that to play out under Guidry this year? And, and Miami's got a lot of new cornerbacks in, like a guy like Devontae Brown, who was on UCF last year. That is a really unique question. The answer might change from quarter to quarter. His scheme has a lot of moving parts. And usually year one, there's always that, I want to put in everything. My, my, this is something we talk about all the time. Resist the urge. Coaches want to throw the playbook at the, and overwhelm them. Paralysis by analysis. Analysis you know, is too much info. Yeah. Miami, like Devontae, he can line up and play cover one. It's not real complex. And if you can do that, take away a team's best guy, don't, don't do that and, and forget about the other ones too. But if you can take away the other team's best, then that's when the blitz packages work. That's when you can do a lot of different things. Gidry was tremendous with it at Marshall. He had one corner in particular that was just dominant. And I think it's going to work that way here too. Keep it simple though. And I think they'll also mix in zone and do some different types of pressures. But as the season goes on, I hope he slowly builds. That's my only concern. A lot of guys want to throw the book at kids the first year in the first few games. And that's when busts happen. That's why I brought it up. And I have no idea what he'll do. But at Marshall, I mean, he let's be honest, Marshall doesn't get the same players that Miami does. They just don't. And they found a way to stymie offenses across the country. And they were top 10 in what, like six, seven categories. It was insane. So I'm excited about it long term, but I'm a little nervous year one. I hear you. Uh, another question you brought up, and this is a great one. Will the ultra-talented 2023 recruiting class make an immediate splash? Uh, I de- Brian, I definitely think a handful of them will. Now, if you're, you know, if you're, if 20 of them are expected to make uh, a big splash, okay. that's probably not a good <laughs> thing for wins and losses. But I mean, True. good, good luck keeping Francis Maui Noah, Reuben Bain off the field. Uh, you know, Ray Ray Joseph, I'm sure is going to have an impact at certain points during the season. Like, good, good luck keeping some of these guys off the field. Mark Fletcher, I, I think there are going to be a handful that are going to. Put their stamp on this season the question is how quickly uh game two is is a and m yeah so usually the way it works a tune-up game you get your starters ready and you get a few backups in miami's depth is not where it needs to be we all know that based on last year spring etc and they had a lot of guys out in spring too a bunch so i don't know how they're going to approach that first game and it's really fascinating to me how quickly guys like ray ray i mean he, he is lightning in a bottle how does he adjust? How quickly does he pick up the off? I have no idea. That's what fall camp will be for as well. I mean, he was in spring too, but these guys need to play some if they're going to go against AM. And AM's front seven in particular, like Maui Goa is going to play. That front seven for AM is ridiculous. So we're going to see how much trust they have. And offensively, I think that Fletcher is my guy. I mean, I know him. He's a great player, he's a big back. I'm hoping he's able to pass protect some to help out Tyler. That's the first thing freshman running backs you got to worry about. If they can't pass block, the rest is over. You can't have your quarterback get smoked. But he's a big dude. So I think he has a better chance to play right away than Chris does just because of size. And I think he could be a goal line back almost 
immediately for the Canes, assuming he, again, how much did they pick up the offense? That's something they have to do on their own time. But Miami's, I mean, this class has so many options. What do you think, Alex? Seven, eight guys, I think, by midseason conservatively? Yeah. I mean, you count both sides of the ball, should play a lot. I think that's the low end, barring injury. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a bunch. This is something interesting, Brian, that I've been told by by two different people who are, are closer to it than I am as far as knowing coaches and chatting with coaches. In fact, one of the people who's told me this was on the show yesterday, former Hurricanes player Brian Monroe, that he's had conversations with the staff about this. And, and the way that the staff feels about the 2023 recruiting classes, they've said like, hey – you know, there are times in like Mario and Mirabal that they've been around, you know, their time in Oregon and previous places that they may have had classes that might have like more talent on paper. And maybe in the future, they'll bring in classes that have more talent on paper, but they feel like they've never brought in a class with consistently the types of personalities that they look for more than this coming class. Like they feel that all these guys are competitive they're dogs and they're all like passionate about turning the program around and so yeah they've maybe had classes in the past that had been more talented maybe in the future they will but they don't know if they'll ever have another class like 2023 where attitude across the board they feel like these guys check off every box that is a massive statement i i know several of the kids pretty well from the class like Mally go i know well he's one of the most competitive dudes you're ever going to meet and obviously the talent's ridiculous yeah that helps then you set a standard. Uh, Jason Taylor talks about that quite often, about setting a standard for how you prepare and all that. Well, he made it to the Hall of Fame with that approach. It's a pretty good one to go by. I think that Emory Williams will be a kid that kind of sets that standard, and it's important because he's a quarterback. Uh, Ray Ray is a kid that works really hard, et cetera. They have a bunch of guys that have that mentality, and it's going to push the pile, meaning the depth chart, hey, man, you may be the incumbent, but if you jack around or anything else, Mario has proven in the past he'll play young guys when he was at Oregon and last year at Miami. I think he'll do it again this year. And sometimes you got to kind of take your lumps with the talented players to get prepared. So it may not be perfect this year. There's going to be some uh-oh plays at some point, a drop punt or whatever, but they're not going to learn unless they play in the big games too. So, again – does Fletcher get a play against AM? Stuff like that. Those are the things that are going to tell me where they're really at. Because it's one thing to say the guys are really good. It's another to put them in pressure situations. And it's hard. So we'll see. I love it. Hey, you guys want to make sure you check out at allhurricanes.com five burning questions heading into the 2023 season because there's a lot of good stuff on there from Brian. And I want to get Brian's take on a couple of important recruiting decisions coming up this week. Uh, Miami is a finalist for four-star defensive lineman Jaden Jackson out of IMG Academy. He is announcing tomorrow. Miami is a finalist for four-star tight end Caleb Odom. He is announcing on Saturday. So, Let's get the latest on their recruitment when we come back. We're only getting started here. We got Brian Smith with us. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Guys, I've been having so much fun all summer long on FanDuel, and you can take your first swing at MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just 20 bucks, bet 20 bucks, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. How about that? So if you win your first bet, $200, up to $200 in your account. Even if you lose that first bet, they're going to give you up to $200. And if you're a South Floridian like myself, you've been betting on the Miami Marlins. You've been doing pretty, pretty, pretty good to this point. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. And, guys, that's all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Plus, 
when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So easy. Sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. And for the everydayers, if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, we're having a great time on our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. You can sign up with the link in the show description below. You get messages, text messages directly to your phone from my phone, show updates, uh, show previews, notes that no one else gets before the episodes air, uh, recruiting scoops, all sorts of breaking news, completely free for the first 14 days. And then if you want to opt in, it's $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there. We're joined by our network recruiting expert, Brian Smith, allhurricanes.com as well. Uh, so, Brian, I, I've noticed that um, with a guy like Jaden Jackson, who's announcing tomorrow, you can't really go by the crystal ball predictions because they're all over the road. You can go to three different recruiting services and they have him trending to three different places. I've pretty consistently heard Texas for his announcement tomorrow. I know this is a player Miami is a finalist for. He's visited multiple times. The Hurricanes would love to land Jaden Jackson. I don't know if you have any good news for me, but where do you think he's going to end up? Oh, you or Texas. Uh, those are the ones that I've heard. Um, I know there's been rumors about Stone wanting him to go with him to Oklahoma, possibly, et cetera. I haven't heard one or the other specifically, though, but it's those are the ones. I, I know the people at Florida don't feel good all at, at all about him. I haven't heard any smoke from Miami, which since you and I are around that, that's a sign that yeah. he's not going to Miami. So I, I'm guessing that uh, it's one of those two. Ohio State, there's been some talk, but nothing recent. I don't know what the deciding factor was. I know Jaden pretty well, great kid, and he he struggled narrowing it down, like really struggled because he likes everybody. He's just a good kid. But uh, in Maui Goa tried to get to come down to Miami. I know that flat out. So Miami, I highly doubt will stop recruiting him if he commits to anybody else because he fits what they want to do in an upfield 4-3 defense. He's a nasty player inside. So Miami needs D tackles. They're not going to stop recruiting him if he commits somewhere else. That's the most important thing to note here. Here's a, a general question that comes up a lot with my audience, right? Because when you bring up a guy like David Stone, and there you know, have been rumors that you know Stone wants Jaden Jackson maybe to come to Oklahoma with him, but St Stone's not even verbally committed to Oklahoma yet. That's where all the smoke has been. So how come some players do it that way, Brian, where it's everyone thinks, you know, 99.9% .9 uh, Stone's going to be a Sooner. And, and sometimes you hear that, like, oh, this guy's definitely going to be a Kane or he's going to be a Gator. or He's going to be a Sooner. How come how come some guys because I, I like listen, I know guys can be flipped, but I right. look at it. If you really love this certain university, maybe if you commit there a little bit early, then you can help, you know, you can help kind of drop the dominoes for others to commit like what's the if you really want to be somewhere what's the advantage to drawing it out and waiting so much longer to announce i think some of the kids just like the visits and from talking to some of them yeah. off the record like i i don't know how many people really know what goes into it but it's the only time in your life where the other a school or entity pays for you to take a vacation essentially and it's insane like they're eating steak and lobster literally <laughs> yeah it's true yeah, I mean, it's – and then the other thing, and this is very common as well, player wants school X, but mom wants school Y. That's the other thing. 
that happens constantly. And that's, that's an internal battle I'm not going to get into, but the stories on that are, are endless. So it's, yeah. it's usually one of those two things. All right. Fair enough. Um, so, all right. Another player that Miami is a finalist for, and I know they, they've made a, a pretty serious push, at least they've tried to for him in recent weeks. And this was his last official visit at the end of June is four-star tight end Caleb Odom. And obviously after missing out on four-star tight end Devon Mitchell a few days ago, you know, Hurricanes fans really have the antennas up. I will remind people Miami does have a loaded tight end room and a four-star tight end already committed in Elijah Lofton. So I don't worry that much about the tight end room, Brian. Like I, if Miami misses out on a defensive tackle, which has happened, that I lose more sleep over that than I do over missing out on tight ends. But I know Odom is somebody Miami has really liked all throughout the process. I met him down here at one of his unofficial visits. Really nice young man. Seemed like he was enjoying Miami. But the trend has been Alabama. Do you think that's how it plays out for him on Saturday? The person I spoke with yesterday that would know the Alabama side of things thinks he's going to be a member of the Crimson Tide. Uh, from what it's worth, the reason being is they're recruiting him allegedly as a receiver. Yeah, I don't know. Miami I don't really do that. Miami needs receivers more than they need tight ends right now. Recruit him as a receiver. Look, if if you want to call Mario and put it on speaker right now, and we can talk about it, I'm I'm game. I'm that guy. Yeah. But like, I don't know what the deal is on how you decide that. And to be honest, and this is my own opinion. The difference between a flex tight end and a true boundary receiver is the difference between six and a half dozen. It's pretty much the same because most of these flex tight ends, they're just big guys outside anyway. And Odom's 215, 220. I don't think he concerns himself with the idea of I'm going to block in line. That's why he wants to be considered a receiver. He doesn't want to go to that. That's my guess. And the offense he plays in in high school, they throw it all over the lot. So it is what it is, but uh, I think it also helps that Julian Sayan is also committed to the University of Alabama. He's yeah. rather good. He won a wheel 11. So I get it. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Brian Smith, a recruiting expert, is with us. Uh, I guess uh, l- last thing for you, Brian, uh, on recruiting. I, I know uh, that there seems to be some quiet confidence in Miami for Kamari and Franklin. Um, not necessarily expecting a decision anytime soon. And Miami definitely has to watch out for Tennessee and his home state school, Ole Miss, I know can be players in his recruitment as well. Anything you're hearing there? Because obviously after you know missing out on Justin Scott, five-star Kamari and Franklin becomes even more important to land. Actually, I, I picked up something by accident yesterday. I was told, and this these things are very fluid, I know he's supposed to come back down to Miami again, but I was also told that he's going to go to Big Cat Weekend, which is Auburn's deal. And Auburn is now mm. very confident in him as well. His recruitment has been so all over the map that I'm just like, <laughs> I, I I don't expect anything to be definitive with him until signing day, regardless of commitment. I'm to that point, right. kind of like Justin Scott. Yeah. And that's just a typical four or five star D lineman. That's the way it is because they're recruited so hard because they make such an impact on the final score. So Miami's in a battle long term. I don't really care one way or the other about commitment this summer anymore. It's more about Miami has to show him something this fall. And does he come back in the fall to see a game? That's the biggest thing I want to know. They, they need to show him like a night game or something like this. Miami's pretty lit for night games and stuff like Very, that. Very, yeah. So that's what I want. And, I mean, if like SEC games speak for themselves, Miami needs to show that environment as well. If they can do that, they can get Franklin. It's why, like, I, I think um, as far as, like, bringing players for visits, I think the uh, – because I'm thinking of home games. The, the A&M game is at home and the Clemson game is at home. 
So it's like, you know, the, the, those are games where you, you would expect your stadium to be sure. packed and lit, but then you also want to make sure you're competing in those games. Like you, you want to win those games, of course, but, you know, you don't want to get blown out by Clemson, which you have many times in the past, right? So, you know, you, you hope that this is why it's so important. We talk about this all the time, Brian. Uh, having a, a good season for Miami is going to oh, go a long way with these undecided players. If they go five and seven again, all the kids we're talking about right now ain't coming. Nope, right. That's just that's just reality. I mean, I write about these kids, but it's I always put in there how they do this fall. Like it's just it's almost I can write it without even thinking. I could be asleep. They have to win this year. And like I think eight and four is kind of a barometer number. Like if they're there or above, they're fine. But if they go six and six or something, look, all these top kids ain't coming. That's it's a now society. And I mean right now. So Miami's coaching staff knows that. It's not like this is a, a point that's not you know, in front of them too. But if you're going to bring in Kamari Franklin for the Clemson game, for instance, by golly, you better be competitive at the very least. If you get beat 27 to three, you ain't coming. That's just how I look at it. Great stuff. Make sure you guys follow Brian on Twitter at FBScout underscore Florida. Check out his work all over the Locked On Podcast Network. He does recruiting hits with all the shows. He does a fantastic, fantastic job. And check him out. He's my colleague at allhurricanes.com as well. Brian, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Same to you, sir. I appreciate it. Fantastic stuff there from Brian Smith. All right, guys, we have some new Apple Podcast five-star reviews I want to shout out. Some updates coming up, including a date is set for Canes Fest, and I hope to see you guys there. You want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. For the everydayers, we're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And, you know, tomorrow we're going to be looking even closer at the uh, upcoming verbal commitment, whether it's Miami or probably Texas or Oklahoma for Jaden Jackson. We will talk later this week with our boy Blue, Larry Bluestein as well. Uh, but I wanted to shout out some new reviews that we got. You guys know we like to do this on Locked on Canes. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we want to shout those guys out because I appreciate the time it takes you guys. Some of you, it maybe takes five seconds. Others like to write us essays, which is awesome for our Apple podcast reviews. I like to shout these out on the show and encourage you, if you do like the show, leave us a five-star rating and leave us a review if we can. This one comes in from Maryland Kane, who says, hands down, the number one Kane's podcast. Thank you so much. He says, I live in Maryland, fell in love with the U back in the 90s, watching Ray Lewis and Warren Sapp. I have followed the team and players from 1,000 miles away for 30-plus years. There is nobody who has a better Kane show than Dono. Daily inside info, recruiting experts, breaking news, the subtext channel. This dude does it all. Thank you so much, Marilyn Kane. I appreciate it. Uh, this one came in from a user who calls himself Downfall of Amazon Music. I, I don't know what you have against Amazon, but he says, hey, Alex Dono, the host of Locked on Kane show, is an absolute must-listen for any Hurricane sports fan. His passion, passion shines through in every episode, making it the perfect way to start the day. Whether it's Miami Hurricanes football or other sports, he ensures that all aspects of Miami Hurricanes sports scene are covered. What sets Dono apart is his unique approach to each episode with a commitment to keeping things concise and informative. He delivers all the updates and insights in 30 minutes or, minutes or less. Thank you so much. And yeah, that's our network format, man. 30 minutes or less, in and out. Why waste your time? Why waste your time with fluff? Uh, cool review here from John Klein, who says, I can't think of a better way to start my day than with the inside scoop on my canes from Dono. I look forward to it every morning. If you love your canes, this podcast will fit almost as well as my bird dog shorts. Yes. And thank you for supporting our sponsors as well. Uh, let me see if there's another new one. Um, oh, here we go. This is uh, 
Trey2987 says, hey, Dono, just got a new work phone. First thing I did was follow Locked on Canes on Apple Podcasts. Keep up the good work. I really hope we land Aiden Breland and Kamari and Franklin, plus having Lightfoot in this class. That would make it a haul. Thank you so much. Um, Cash Out Jay writes in, as a college kid from Houston who gets to school in Houston, I always get weird looks for listening to a Miami podcast, but I love the podcast. I listen every day. And it helps keep me updated on stuff I wouldn't hear all the way here from Texas. Thank you so much. And I think those are all the new ones. So, uh, you know, may, and guys, just so you know, if you left us a review, like in the last couple of days, it takes several days before it shows up on Apple Podcasts. I think they like to, like, make sure that you're not a bot or something. So they vet it for a couple of days before it officially comes through. So if you left us a review within the last couple of days, it may not have shown up on my screen yet. When it shows up, you will get your shout out here on Locked on Canes. Now, the Canes have announced the date for Canes Fest at Hard Rock Stadium. It is going down August 12th. I will be there, and I hope to see as many of you out there as possible. In fact, if I know that like at least, I don't know, 10, 15 of you guys who watch the show and listen to the show are coming out to Canes Fest, I want to try to set up some kind of a meet and greet with you guys. Now, if there's like less than 10 of you who are SVP, I don't want to be embarrassed and like nobody shows up to see me, but I want to set up some kind of a meet and greet. So if you're going to Canes Fest, August 12th, that's a Saturday at Hard Rock Stadium. Let us know. Leave me a tweet at Locked on Canes. And if you follow us at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back or leave a comment on the YouTube channel that you're going to be going to Canes Fest. Or if you're a member of our subtext group, let me know in the subtext that you're going to Canes Fest on August 12th, and we'll try to organize some kind of a meet and greet so we can all hang out and have a good time out there. And I'm so glad like they actually they made Canes Fest on a day when I can attend this year. I had to miss it last year because it happened to be announced on a day I was on a family vacation. Uh, I'm going to be fully available to go to Canes Fest this year, so I will see you guys on August 12th at Hard Rock Stadium. And we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.